Family, I'm back again. We talked about Course Careers Technology Sales Course and what it did to change my life. Wait, there's more. Not only is it technology sales information technology courses as well, now there's human resources, customer success, UI, UX, and did I... Good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning, and welcome to another edition of Techniques Tips. I'm your host, Joseph M. Smith, and we are excited to be here with you today. I'm excited to be here with you today. Check one, two, can you hear me on the stream? Because I think I had a technical difficulty happen, but these things happen. I struggle streaming already, as they say. Uh, but, but I am excited today because we do have somebody joining us that's going to be talking about her amazing story. And so I'm definitely excited to bring on this particular guest that we have on today. And her name is no other than Tiffany, Tiffany Poole. How are you doing, Tiffany? How are you feeling? I'm good, Joseph. Good morning. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. And I, and I know that our people are excited because I see it in the comment section here. I'm looking forward to greatness from Brian Mendez. And uh, he is, and I, and I think we talked about it for a little bit earlier. You said this is somebody that you know of, correct? Yes, definitely. Yes. Shout out to Brian. Thanks for joining this morning, Brian. Brian actually just um, graduated from cohort four of Learnful. So I know we're going to get into that a little bit later, but I'm glad he's joining today. Me too. I'm glad yeah. as well. And we have uh, Scott, <laughs> Operation Tech Table, going. peace and blessings. A long time yeah. member of the crew here. And I'm so excited that he is here as well. Thank you, Mitch. Hey, man. What's up, Mitch? What's up, Mitch? Uh, and then I said, love the background, brother. Oh, thank you so much. I appreciate you. You know, this you got to level up here and there when you get there. <laughs> it's all about taking little steps, right? Not uh, sometimes you don't take these huge steps overnight, but you take these little steps over the course of a, of a year and you'll get there. Um, and that's what I'm saying to myself. <laughs> so, yeah, <laughs> so yeah, no, that's it's what's up. I'm so glad to have everybody here. And uh, I just wanted to say thank you so much for, for tuning in with us. I definitely appreciate it. And we're going to get right into it. I know that you have a lot of people that are here be, to, for, to hear Tiffany spill the tea. So I'm not going to delay things. Uh, we're going to have a nice, tight uh, conversation in regards to her story. But let me just also mention the fact, y'all, that we are going to go live, have a live Q&A on YouTube right after this. So if you are watching this, by, if you're watching this right now, and you're like, man, I can't wait for her to really spill that tea. Then you need to go to youtube.com forward slash at techniche tips. It's right there scrolling at the bottom. So go ahead and go to youtube.com forward slash at techniche tips. We're going to be going there in a few to have the live Q&A session where we're going to be discussing more of the details of not just her journey and not just her profession, but also learnful which is one of the things we're here to talk about so tiffany without any further ado let's dive right into it uh tell us tell me about your story about your life we want to kind of hear from how you made that transition from being a therapist uh and to what you're doing right now in regards to being a sales engineer yeah, absolutely. So I won't take you all all the way back because that's a long story. But essentially, um, I have been in healthcare for about 18 years. I So I graduated from Tuskegee University, went through their program. Like I went to school for occupational therapy. Not many 18 people, years, you said? Yeah, 18 years. Wow. Yes, we won't. As I said, I won't go all the way back. But um, <laughs> but. Uh, I actually went into a career that I went to school for. So I know a lot of people don't necessarily do that, but I went to school for occupational therapy. I graduated and probably, so I, I had my son like right after graduation. So I took some time off, but then after that dove right into my career. And that's what I had uh, did for like 18 years. And we all know the pandemic, you know, and how that changed life. I was doing home health at the time. Um, and so quick synopsis for those of you that don't know what that means. I was like driving around to people's homes to provide occupational therapy as well as to people who were in some of these facilities. And when the world shut down, people don't want you coming in the house. People are scared. And then these facilities don't, you can't come in. So we were barred from going in. And so that took a toll on my paycheck because you get paid per visit. Wow. Um, I was tapping into savings and I'm like, okay, something has to give. So 
I feel God always gives us kind of like that way out or whatever. So I actually had a connection at an old job that I used to work at in the hospital system, which was hiring people by the droves because they needed the extra help in the hospitals. And so I went back to acute care and that burnt me out. Um, In therapy, you're accustomed to people getting better, but because of the nature of COVID and how it took a toll on people's bodies, my patients were dying. Um, Wow. Yeah. Yeah, that was, and it was tough um, emotionally. And I knew that I had to find something different. And I was actually on Instagram. I had been following Cyrus for like other stuff, like not even anything regarding tech. And I kind of came in on the end of his conversation where he was talking about what it was that he did. And it was all the things that even in like little side hustles that I had had, um, I'm like, those are things that I am doing already. And he's saying that I can be getting Mm. paid really good money to do this um, because I wasn't getting paid really good money to do those things. And I did my due diligence. I did my research. I'm a skeptic. um, So I don't jump on bandwagons, but I realized that it was a good fit. I looked into a boot camp did that boot camp and then hit the ground running with um, trying to break in. And um, I actually got scouted by my company, which is a blessing as well. And I've, I've been there ever since and don't plan on leaving. Honestly, they'll have to like kick me out the door. So. <laughs> I was yeah. about to say like, uh, you know, we talked a little bit beforehand and it seems like it's a great culture over there. Very family oriented in regards to how you, operate and do things. And so uh, I want to ask you, now that they, they scouted you, you got the job, what was it like to transition from being an occupational therapist to being a sales engineer? Right. So I would say if if I had not had some of the other experiences, right? So one of the things that I had done prior to that, um, I, I'm a health and wellness enthusiast. So I had started my own health coaching business. In the process of building that, I had connected with other people in the small business space and was actually doing some coaching in my previous business coaches program. So I was like now coaching other business owners. So I was very accustomed to sales calls, to discovery. I was, I built a Facebook community of, I think like around, I don't, it was like between six and 800 people. I was hopping on live every Thursday with them. So it was just natural, right? To have those kind of conversations to present stuff. So I think that that definitely eased the transition. And so that's why I even tell people now when they're looking to transition, I'm like, if you're not accustomed to like speaking to people on a regular basis, communicating thoughts and things like that, like just find a tribe of people that you want to share information with and just start hopping on live, whether it's on Facebook, on LinkedIn, on YouTube, on IG, whatever, just get the practice. Um, The part that was a little bit difficult, though, was the time management, because I came from a career where you're told what to do when kind of like I I may have been able to make up my day but when I was at work I was at work versus now it's like you have these things that have to get done and it's up to you to figure out how you're going to get it done decide how much time it's going to take you so you have to be very self-aware and I always thought that I was someone who was good with time management but it was because someone else was telling me what to do Mm. with my time yeah Wow, I appreciate that that transparency because a lot of people may not admit it. When you are working uh, in, other, in other industries, it really is you have to be here at this time, you have to clock in at this time, you do X, Y, and Z at this time, and you're out by five, where the level of autonomy that you're given in the tech space is unique in the sense that you really do dictate your day. Um, you, you have parameters, of course. You have to get your quota, right. uh, you have to do your KPIs, right? You have to kind of fit within these parameters, but you can possibly go shopping. You could possibly do a lot of different things. You could do studying, reading books. Yeah. You could like do so many different things to maximize your time or to utilize your time that if you're not careful, um, you can lose, um, actually missed, and you, you can miss hitting the things that you need to hit in, on a daily basis. So time management is essential. Um, yeah. it, it really is. And so let's, let's talk about you now working with your particular company, which is a pretty big company. And you're now in this role what were some of the things that kind of were like a wow moment for you working in this industry? And what were some things you're like, yeah, like more or less like a con. You're like, ah, I wish that was a little bit better. Um, right. Can you talk about it? Yeah, definitely. So wow moment, I would say in terms of just like the 
the the role itself right so like even outside of my company but just the role itself there is something about and i think we touched on this too in our back in conversation or whatever that for that moment that you're on the phone with a potential customer it's like being on stage and so for me as someone who's an introvert um it's it's nice to be able to like come out of my shell for a minute and then be in the background again for the rest of the time so for me that's honestly the part that i love like i'm very anybody who's mentored with me um they know i'm super passionate about the demo like I love doing, I love like storytelling, walking people across that bridge, which is all a demo is, like helping them get from point A to point B. Um, And so to actually get to do it, and then you close your first deal. And it's like, I was a part of that thing. And and like the feedback that you get from prospects, like, wow, we can tell that you really listened to us. Like every other person showed us like all the things, but you paid attention and made us, you know, really see how this was going to help us like nothing beats that um and i thought that in order to get that feeling that i could only get that feeling in healthcare right because it's, it's something special about helping somebody accomplish something um when you're in that that field and i'm like mm, i'm gonna probably miss that right because in tech like it's just it's not as personable yeah. and i've come to find out that no like these business problems are affecting people and you are helping them, you know? So that's, that's been really cool. No, I Uh, love it. Yeah. Keep going. Keep going. Yeah. yeah, No, 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 no. (laughs) No, I'm I'm listening to you and it's so true because especially as a, and uh, forgive the background noise, Hey, this is real life. Right. But um, especially if you are in a situation where you're working in sales, you might not see sales as really helping somebody, but when you're, especially where I work with, I'm dealing with a lot of practices, they have real life issues that we can help solve that not only make the patient's experience better, but also experience better for the staff. And so when you realize that there are solutions that you can provide in technology that can do that, that in some cases can even save lives, then you're like, wait a second, I think, uh, yeah, (laughs) I think my work does matter. significant yes exactly yes i love the way that you just put in my work does matter because sometimes you do you feel that way like i'm I'm selling software you know it doesn't matter but it does and here's the thing like again i told you i'm i'm like a health and wellness enthusiast and i think about things very holistically and so when you're talking to these people and so like in my instance the the software that i support is a human capital and workforce management capital software Mm. so I may be talking to an HR person who's doing manual processes and she can't actually take a vacation because she's taking her laptop because she's the only one that does payroll and it it comes up. Exactly. Right. And so I'm like, it seems like it's just business, but no, this is affecting this person's life. And so when you're like, you can actually take a vacation now and don't have to have your laptop tethered to you, or you can go to your kids baseball game or recital or whatever the case may be and be able to be present because you're not thinking about work stuff like those are things that are important and impactful for people or whatever so yeah in terms of things i was like oh this could be a bit better um so i tell people i promise that i am not like drinking the Kool-Aid at my job. <laughs> it really is an amazing company, right? Um, and so it's it's hard for me to come up with something off the top of my head, to be honest. But I would have to say one of the biggest things is in, in our role, the training is in depth. Like yes. the things that I know about our software are things that I would never show a customer, right? Um, because it's just too deep for them. It's stuff that they would potentially learn in implementation if it was important to them. But what I've come to learn is that sales is sometimes not so much. Um, and so you have to be very understanding. Um, and and my personality is such that I have to remind myself of that. Like sometimes I have to understand that what seems um, commonplace, common sense, whatever is not necessarily the case because we all have different lived experiences, right? Mm. And so it took some um, humbling for me 
to really like get to know myself's reps and understand what their learning process looks like. And then from there, I was able to approach it more empathetically, right? Like, oh, wow, like your training doesn't look like my training. Now, wonder you don't know what this thing does. And so then I started doing like little mini demos for them. Yes. That they could feel more confident about what it was that they were selling, right? So, yeah, I think that that part could probably, and I'm sure that that's across different organizations. I'm sure I'm not the only one that has that uh, that sentiment. So, yeah, that's an industry thing. But I love the fact that you, 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 the con that you said is actually opening doors to that. That problem is solved. It is opening doors to effective sales all around the globe, all around the board. Because if you think about it, if we have a better knowledge of the market that we're in and what type of needs they have and how the software is really kind of helping them, then we could sell better. We could even say, hey, we could even qualify things a little bit differently. Say, hey, you know what? We know for a fact, because we're as salespeople, we're consultants really at the end of the day. We're not trying to do a hard sell. We're like, hey, we realize it doesn't fit your need per se because of X, Y, and Z, but we do have X, Y, and Z solution that I think can really maximize your bottom line. Let's talk about that a little bit more. And I and I and I already kind of talked to you earlier yeah. about how I would normally spend that. But yeah. um, listen, family, we I'm I'm not gonna steal this the show today. I'm gonna ask just one more question, and we're gonna do Q and A. So put your questions yeah. in the chat. Remember, we're gonna do Q and A on YouTube. So go ahead, look at the bottom there. Join us for the live Q and A on YouTube by going to YouTube.com forward slash at techniche tips. I'm cutting more of my, my part short so I can give everybody time to get those questions in. So go ahead and even put it down now. I'm going to try to do a call. I'm going to try to have you guys even like just if you want to text in whatever, jump on. Uh, feel free to jump on. You can have your cameras on, cameras off. And if you could ask your live questions to us when we get to that point. But get ready. Get ready. I have my voice is not fully back yet, but get ready, y'all. Get ready. Oh, get ready. Get ready. Get ready. All right. So, <laughs> so right. So, my question to you: You said it before. You're a mentor. Can mm -hmm. you talk about your uh, not only your mentor prior to even being in the tech industry, but specifically your mentorship in regards to Learnful? Can you talk about that? Yeah, absolutely. So, I think just by nature, that's my personality, right? Um, I've found myself doing that just in personal life, professional life, things like that. And I find that those have been the types of relationships that have progressed me in my career, right? So Nigel, who um, I don't know if he's still on, but he was on earlier. He was actually my instructor in the boot camp that I went through. And he went above and beyond. Like I would literally, and I'm not there anymore and I don't plan on going back. So I guess I can be transparent about this. I would Nigel. literally take, right? I would take quick calls with Nigel while I was at work. Like I would get done with the patient, hop on a call with Nigel. I'd find me like a little place to duck off in and practice my tell me about yourself or practice some interview questions. We do like rapid fire stuff or whatever. Um, and that never left me, you know, and he mm. to this day celebrates me, you know. Um, and so when he decided to start building this boot camp and, you know, really having a focus on, yes, the information is important, right? But the mentorship that goes along with it and follows is what's most important because. Had my time with that boot camp ended after instruction, and Nigel was like, "Okay, I taught her the important stuff. So you know, now go put it to use." I would have been lost, um, you know. So I attribute my like breaking in, and not only that, but landing at a company that was completely in line with what my goals were um, to, to that mentorship and that relationship. So when he asked me to come on board with Learnful, it was like a no-brainer. I'm like, you're amazing. I know that you are only aligning yourself with other amazing people. So I knew that the instructors and things like that were going to be top-notch. And they are. Like everyone, every instructor actually works in the industry at like reputable companies, you know, great companies, companies that we have to tell our mentees, like, you don't necessarily have to work at our company, right? Like, because that's how good the companies are, whatever, like there's other great companies. And the mentors are top notch mentors, you know, I am amongst 
amazing company. We work in the industry. One of our mentors actually was a hiring manager before, you know, so like who better else to be mentored by than someone who actually has had to hire people for the role, you know, so it's just been a really, really good experience in terms of helping people take that information and then apply it to what that looks like as you start to search for a job and, you know, get the job, honestly, because you need mentorship afterwards as well. That's right. You need mentorship really pretty much throughout for the rest of your life. <laughs> and, mm -hmm. and one thing that somebody said to me years ago that I kind of started getting now that I'm a little bit older is that you don't necessarily need one mentor for your entire life. You seek seek different mentors for different aspects of your life. You may know somebody who's been married longer than you and has been through it. You get somebody who's going to be your mentor for marriage and somebody else mentor for your finances and somebody else a mentor for your career. And and we're going to definitely talk about that, y'all. So this is the last call, y'all. I see the questions <laughs> coming in. Continue for the questions in the chat. If you want to have your questions answered by Tiffany, go ahead and jump on the YouTube page right now. You see it scrolling at the bottom, youtube.com forward at slash slash tech at tech niche tips, right? YouTube.com forward slash at Tech Niche Tips. We're going to be going live right now with Q&A. I love you, LinkedIn family. Thank you so much for joining us. But we're going to be transitioning now so that these questions can be answered by Tiffany. So see you on YouTube.com forward slash at Tech Niche Tips. All right. So we are back. We're back here, Tiffany. And um, right now, I'm not going to lie. Um, I'm a little bit struggle streaming right now. My computer, okay. <laughs> I was going to put up, a, I was going to do a whole, I had a whole ad for, for Learnful and a few other sponsors. But because I have some technical issues on my own, and I don't want to mess up this stream. I'm just going to say them. <laughs> thank you for the sponsor that we have for this show. One being Course Careers. Course Careers is an amazing platform that if you're looking to break into tech, as they say, land a job into tech, transition to tech, as I like to say, then Course Careers is a great place from anything from data analytics. You have, uh, of course, being SDR, BDR, the tech sales portion of it as well, software development, all these things at an affordable price that can not only allow you to break into tech, but really give you a foundation that makes you stand out among those who are trying to break in as well. So that's one of the sponsors that I really wanted to shout out. That's the reason why I'm actually in tech. I went through it so I could testify to it. So definitely check that out. And then we have the next level, which is called Level Careers. <laughs> level Careers is the boot camp that kind of takes you from the level of where you were, if you want to become an account executive, or if you want to move into cybersecurity as a SOC analyst, or even as a sales engineer, they are what you consider the next level in regards to course careers, in regards to learning more about what you want to do for career advancement. So go ahead, check out Level Careers. Uh, I'll have the links in the description below afterwards. And then last but not least, what we're here to talk about today, which is Learnful, which is a bootcamp that Nigel and Tiffany are a part of. They are basically pre-sales and some, because I know they're going to be adding more programs in the future. But what I like about Learnful is if you're a person that really needs that one-on-one -on -one attention, if you really need somebody to come alongside you and, like Tiffany say, mentor you even after, <laughs> even after you land a job, then this is the particular this is the particular uh, boot camp you want to look into. Learnful, six weeks long. 20 people in the cohorts. It's very exclusive. It's very exclusive. You might have like, what, 120 people uh, throughout the year actually be a part of this particular cohort. But from the people that I've talked to that have actually gone through the course, they loved it. And they said it was one of the best decisions that they've ever made. So let's talk about it. If you have any questions, go ahead and put it in the chat. I did see a few. So I'm gonna what I'm going to do is go through the comments section. And we're going to have some laughs and giggles here uh, and uh, and basically kind of take it from this particular portion. You know, Scott said, hey, my fellow 18 year healthcare vet. Yes, he works in uh, he works in healthcare as well. And yeah, you really got you really get attached to patients when you work in the clinical side of the house, he says. Oh, and, and guess who guess who's is also chiming in here, Nigel. <laughs> now nah, that time management is no joke. Even the same industry and different company. It's so yep. true. And then we have um uh oh, Scott just this has got me hyped. Talk that talk, <laughs> Tiffany. Talk that talk. Yeah, that is awesome. <laughs> yeah, Celeste says, I hear you. I love my company as well. 
And then Shamoy said, I'm here. Is that somebody you know personally? I, so, so I don't know her. I know her LinkedIn personally. Yeah. So I'm glad you hopped on, Shamoy. I don't know yeah. if she's over here on the YouTube side, but yeah. Yeah. Come on over to the YouTube side. Come on over. Yes. And then hearts from Nigel. He's mm -hmm. like, thank you so much for representing sis. And then Nigel is just the best. That's from Lisa Conyers. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, he is. He Another LearnFold cohort graduate. Yeah. Oh, nice. nice. Yeah, oh, Carlos too. Yeah, they they hopped on today. Listen, I love it. <laughs> love it as well. You know, yes. and then um the the what so what would you say is the most important thing to learn that's unique as a sales engineer? That's our first question right now. Mm -hmm. Um, so okay, unique as a sales engineer. I would say the number one thing is being a sales engineer is the finest balance between bless you, between understanding the technical aspects of things and the, the value aspect of things. Um, and so, yes, you have to have that technical knowledge. You have to know your software, know what it can do, know what it can't do, have some understanding of what it integrates with and, you know, all of that. But when you're having conversations with people, the biggest um, trap that people fall into is they start wanting to show a bunch of features. And at the end of the day, the prospect is not looking for features. They're looking for a problem Value. to be solved. Yeah, so yeah, exactly. So I would say that because it's very, very easy to start teaching, which is more of an implementation thing. Like they learn how to do it in implementation. Um, or just feature dumping because the software has a bunch of features or whatever versus really bridging those two things together. So I love what you just said that I never heard before. The implementation part is for the teaching. That is such a good thing I could talk, I could kind of, and I think if, if we have salespeople kind of come with that mindset of, listen, we're not here to teach. Mm -hmm. And I'm thinking about SDRs, BDRs. Account executives to some degree, but really SDRs, BDRs, we're really not here to teach. We're here to show value. We're here to show how we can help solve a solution. Let implementation teach. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so yeah. so that, that that keeps us really focused. Because like you said, even when we're pitching to companies, we like the feature, feature pitch. Well, we could do X, Y, and Z. We could do this, we could do that. And they're yeah. like, great. I've heard it before. What, what, what actually is the ROI that I could look to see from this? Precisely. Yep. What you you just hit the nail on the head. I heard it before. When you stick to features, like let's be real, every HR software probably has a lot of the features that the software that I support sales. You mentioned, you know, the company that you work for. There's probably other companies that have very similar software. So when you talk about features, it's like, okay, you're not telling me anything different versus if you can um position yourself as the person who's actually listening to them because most people that they're talking to aren't getting on the phone and saying you know yeah joseph i, I remember that you mentioned xyz yeah <laughs> this is how we can solve for that they're like oh they remembered they they remember what we talked about most people aren't doing that because they're so quick to want to show all the nice shiny things that they know that the software can do so Ooh, can I can I add something right now? Because this is kind of a side note, but I think it kind of aligns when I'm talking to SDRs and BDRs out there. If you have an account that has been seen in the past and you see a little note that says, follow us, follow up with us at XYZ time, and you're getting close to the XYZ time, when I tell you it's like a chef's kiss. If you actually call them up and say, hey, you know, I did see my notes that you actually said for us to call you back at this particular time, which is now I want to just to just to kind of come back to you and talk about X, Y and Z. That shows to them, again, a level of consideration like you were just saying, Tiffany and man alive. Would that make them feel like they're they're special and that, hey, you more often than not, I've actually booked off of of, of just simply just paying attention to the little details like that. So. We see really your people point. getting a twofer today. They getting a twofer. You all just got some BDR, SDR gems dropped on you. <laughs> <laughs> I try to fit in where I fit in, right? Yeah. Uh, so very good question. Thank you so much. And let the questions keep rolling because I'm seeing them here. So this is like, please let them pour out. Uh, I actually going to go to a comment before I go to this question because Lisa says Tiffany mentorship has been in valuable during these last few months and she said left it so much she said it twice one on LinkedIn and one on 
uh, on uh, YouTube. She said, Tiffany's yes. mentorship has been invaluable these last few months. And yes, Shamoy is in the building. Yes. Shamoy is here. So I got the man, the myth, the legend himself with a question here. He says, as a black woman in this tech space, have you have you had to overcome specific hurdles and how did you overcome them? So thankfully, I so here's the thing. I, I don't know who in the audience is like believers or whatever, but I'm I'm a woman of faith, so I, I and I can't turn it off. So it, I just am who I am. <laughs> um, yes. <laughs> so here's the thing. I truly believe that this role was like a God assignment because. I've not had to encounter mm. those things. I can be very transparent in saying I was prepping myself for it, you know, because there. So one of the things that I noticed when I first joined my role, so in my company, it's very diverse, but we know that there are certain divisions, certain pockets. And I noticed like, okay, wow, actually in this pre-sales space, and then in the sales space as well, there's not a lot of people that look like me. So I can remember being on a call mm. and I'm like, oh, there's another, there's a black woman. Like I have to connect with her because I haven't seen any other black women, black people in general. Right. But even with that, there's never been a time where I felt like I had to tone myself down, show up a different way. I mean, in terms of like being a, a black woman, like I there's no denying I'm a black woman. Like I have the locks and the, you know, all of that or whatever. So it's like, I've never felt like I couldn't um, show up as myself um, at work. And that's been a huge game changer in terms of me being able to show up confidently and do my job. Same with, you know, the reps that I worked with. I'm like, okay, like number one, I'm a little bit older. We're probably not gonna have anything in common. Like, listen, when we're at mid-year sales kickoff, like, we have an amazing time. Like, I just work with really great people. Um, but the, the thing that I will say about that is, as I mentioned, not seeing a lot of people that look like me, they've created an environment such that I felt comfortable telling my manager that when we, so they do what are called state interviews. So in my state interview, I mentioned that to her, like, I don't plan on going anywhere, but it's a little bit disheartening when I get a message from somebody who wants to connect with me because I'm the only black face that they've seen. And they've been here for two weeks, three weeks, you know, and yeah. I was like, and I felt the same way, you know, and so I'm like, there's a lot of opportunities. We want to be in these roles. We want to be in this industry. And I'm like, there needs to be a different way for making sure that that can happen because the typical avenues, we're probably not going to come across these roles. You know, we don't necessarily have someone in our family who's worked in sales and, you know, True. been in president's club and things like that. So we don't even know about them. So you go to a boot camp and let's face it, we're saturated with people who are graduating from boot camps and applying to jobs and stuff like that. Yep, exactly. And so it's like, how do you even differentiate yourself and get your foot in the door? She took yeah. that message to my director and my director and her and I had a, a relationship before anyway, but she's like, yeah, like, let's hop on a call and talk about that. And we did that. And she was actually jotting stuff down. You know, I was selling her different conferences where we're showing up, you know, ready, like to interview, ready to pitch ourselves and things like that. I'm like, our recruiters need to be there. Our presence wow. needs to be at these conferences. And so again, goes back to, I really, really drive home with people. When you are looking for a job, look for a place where you're actually going to be able to do whatever it is that you're supposed to be doing in this season. Like, not just like, let me get a job, you know, because you can get a job doing whatever, like the, the work that you put in to make the transition, like, let it be worth it. Wow. Wow. You are, you are, you are operating in a way almost like, like Esther's <laughs> uncle. <laughs> I got like it, you're you're opening doors for people. You're being like a Moses right now for your for so many different people that without even knowing it, because you're meeting with your director, 
you're saying, hey, we need there's more of us that can actually do the work, but we just don't have the opportunity. We're at X, Y, and Z places. Come come over here to where we are. Get some more people in this space because we can kill it. And you know, and it's, it's and that's the thing. I'm actually gonna I, I'm gonna follow up with you on that. But let's look at let's look at the likes of y'all because right now, like I I I want to I want to make sure that that Tiffany knows that she's supported right now. Let's get the likes up here. Uh, let's get the questions rolling in because this is some good stuff here. I, I love that you advocated for people because if you think about it, if we could have more people that can get inside a company like yourself, kill it, and can advocate for others. That is huge because now everybody's attention is going to be moving in that direction. Um, and, and so I think that that is something that we definitely want to, to, I, I man, I, I'm almost speechless in a, in a way, because I think we need to definitely do that. Those of, especially people of color, people from different ethnic backgrounds, we need to find ways that we can advocate for those that are trying to get in. Mm-hmm. And that's saying that, Hey, not saying that we're not, they're not qualified people of, uh, from various different ethnic backgrounds, they just haven't been given the opportunity some of the time, you know, and they just need that leg up. And I'm really kind of like, I'm taking in what you're saying. And I'm even challenged myself and saying, Hey, how could I do it? Now, one of the things I do is refer people. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. Especially if you're coming from course careers and I know the pedigree that you have, or we had a conversations, I have no problems referring somebody. I just, I would love to have the conversation first before he put my name on the application. Like, hey, Listen. I, saw, I saw Joseph on on LinkedIn um, talking about tech sales, and I and I think he's a cool person to put on my application. Just let's just talk first. Let's just talk first. I have no problem right. doing that. Oh man! So let me go to the questions. I have a question down too, but I uh, I'm gonna I want to be fair to the audience. Um, <laughs> Tiffany, for someone who has joined a boot camp for SEs yet. Are there any resources? Oh, sorry. For someone who has not joined the bootcamp for SEs yet, are there any resources you can suggest to learn slash practice doing a demo? Mm, that's a great question. Yeah. So there's a book that we are training. So our training at my company is like 12, at a minimum 12 weeks. Um, and so the book that our training is based off of is called Demo to Win. So if you're looking to be an SE, I highly recommend Mm. it. You can get it on Amazon, buy the book, make it your SE Bible. And then in Mm. terms of the practicing, I would start with a software that you already use, which all of us use something, right? And I think sometimes we think about the software as like, yes, we're an individual consumer, but businesses are also using that, right? Like we may use Slack individually, but businesses use Slack as their way that their teams communicate, collaborate, and everything. Mm. Um, So go to their website, look at some of the um, case studies, because most softwares are going to put up a case study about some business that they, um, you know, has used them or whatever, what their issues were, how they solved them, whatever, and kind of create your own little business case. And then just start pretend, you know, actually building out that demo, right? So I'm going to give a couple little tips that are probably in the book, but like the way that you want to demo is like tell, show, tell. So tell someone what you're going to show them, show it to them, and then tie a nice bow around it about like the value of what you just showed them or whatever. And that could be a And what's the name of the book again? I'm sorry. What's the name of that book again? Demo to win. Demo to win. And I'm going to try to to pull pull it up while you're talking. Keep going. Okay, perfect. Yeah. But you know, I would say that and then hop on Zoom, you know, hop on Zoom and just practice, like partner up with somebody who's also trying to do the same thing. And I always recommend record yourself, like everything that you do, record yourself because you want to be able to go back and critique yourself. Like that's one of the number one skills that you should be honing is how do I self-critique? What did I do well? What can I improve upon? And then make it your business to improve upon that the next time that you, you know, do that practice. So I would definitely start there. Um, who's the author? Let me look it up. I think it's Robert, right? Robert um, Reifstahl. Demonstrating, it's called Demonstrating to Win, the Indispensable Guide for Demonstrating Complex Products. Is that yep. the one? You got okay. it. And I'm going to share the screen because I want to make sure that everybody can see, yeah. see it. You know what? I'm going to do one better. I'm going to put the link in 
the description here. But let me share the screen so I can first confirm that I got the right book. Because yeah. <laughs> never you never really um, know. But I think I have it right here. So let me share the screen. Is that the book right there, Tiffany? Yes. Yep. Okay, That's perfect. the book. Yeah. All right. So the book is called Demonstrating to Win. And I'm going to put it right in the chat, y'all. So if you guys want to pick up that book, just to make it easier for you guys, I'm going to put the link in there. Um, of course, it's going to be with the duration of this video. So you could always come back and you could check that out. Dispensable. All right, cool. So yeah. that is, and, and keep going, keep on going. I think you got more to share. So I don't know if yeah. you want to add anything else while I'm typing this up. Yeah, no, the only thing that I will say is, um, so this book is kind of like pre-COVID. So there are some things about like going on site and things like that. Some companies mm -hmm. are still um, not doing that as much. I know we just started ramping that up a bit, um, but, you know, I always tell people, take what you need right like mm. take what you need out of it the principles don't change the environment yeah. may change a little bit different but the principles behind it don't so if you start hearing stuff or reading stuff in the book that's like you know oh i'm like going on site it's an eight hour demo and things like that those things may not necessarily be applicable to the to your role like i've never done an eight hour on-site demo probably never will um yeah. but the principles behind it are the same so Beautiful. So I actually just I actually just pinned that met that that link there. So it's gonna be right at the top. Uh, go ahead and click on that book and go ahead and grab it for yourself. I think it's gonna be excellent. Uh, great question, Scott, um, because we would never have had this resource available to us uh, if you did not make that comment there. So I want to say thank you so much. Go ahead, like I mentioned before, go ahead and like if you have not liked this stream, and if you want to share this with other people like really go ahead and share this with other people so that way they can be edified as well um scott said buying that today family yes. thank you yeah no that's 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 um that's that's what's up i mean we got to take this stuff and run with it uh, uh she's acting like mordecai <laughs> oh mordecai mordecai yeah there we go thank you for correcting me i had a moment of lapse there um yes we need people who are vocal and proactive in bringing about change. Yes, 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 yes. And then, and then Carlos says, "Hi, Tiffany. I know this. There is a learning curve when adjusting to an SC position. How long did it take for you to feel natural from a technical perspective in your position?" <laughs> I don't know if I feel natural now. Like to be honest, <laughs> I, I always joke like, you know, I may have an issue you know, with my cell phone. So I'm like, I hope no one finds out like I can't even operate my cell phone. Um, but I would say maybe like six months in, I started to feel a little bit more comp um, confident about the technical aspects of things, right? Because I just had so much more, um, I guess, experience. So like when I do a demo, one thing that's really important to me, like I customize um, literally each and every demo that I do. So sometimes I may have to do very minimal implementation on the back end to make things look like I want them to look for this particular um, customer's demo. And so the more you do that, the more you start to kind of learn um, more of those technical aspects or even having to sit in on those conversations with our tech team or our implementation team or something like that and you start to pick up things or when you have a question and you have to go to somebody and then they explain something in a way where it's like okay that makes sense um but the the one thing that i will like impress upon people whether it's like the technical aspect or knowing the software or whatever the case may be is you're constantly learning though so that's why i say i don't know if i necessarily feel natural i feel natural in mm. knowing that I know what I know, and I feel confident in knowing who I can go ask if I don't know, you know. Wow, wow, wow. I think that's amazing. I think that's amazing, y'all, um, because it's true. You never really arrive. But I think the natural part, and I'm going to just, I'm going to 
I'm going to bring some tension to this conversation in a good way. I think that Tiffany, naturally, you being you is enough. And what I mean by that is, what is a sales engineer, right? It's a person that could be able to break down in a bite-sized way for the customer, really what this solution can bring to their to their business. And, and I think by you being you, using all that transferable skills as an occupational therapist, explaining, hey, we're gonna do this for this reason, and we're gonna do that, that for this reason. Right. My son, who's who has a speech delay, and he had some other delays, uh, when, when our occupational therapist is with him, he's like, she's like, okay, time to squat. She puts a little sign to squat. She shows him to squat. It's like these different signs and things of that nature. So I think that all those transferable skills naturally are something that, or attributes that come to Tiffany, come to you. And so now you're just doing it in a different industry, in a different field. So I want you to, I, I'm just saying that, I mean, obviously I'm not a sales engineer, but my experience moving into the tech industry and sales, the transferable skills that I had, the natural things that I I'm, I'm accustomed to doing is what's making me shine in this in this particular uh, role that I'm serving in now. So uh, it's a, it was more of like an encouragement to to those listening and just kind of like giving you your flowers as well, Tiffany. Like you're you're obviously amazing at what you do, and and uh, we want the best for you and those that are watching. So keep yeah. up the amazing work. Thank you. <laughs> so this is gonna just to give context. <laughs> Scott said, "Just so I gotta say it again, bro. Gem Assassin is speaking right now. You see how calmly she got. She just killed that. Um, we, and I don't even guess. know what I said. <laughs> and that was when you were talking about um, just like advocating for those, like having the meeting oh, director and things of that nature. Yeah. And to be honest with you, we have another uh, guest that we had on the show called uh, her name is Kanika Tolver. She works in GovTech and." He was the first person that he labeled the gem assassin because she was Sweet. bang, 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 bang. And so he's just basically giving you that honor. I got to well. look her up now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. And the stream I have with her, it's live. It's still here. So definitely check it okay. out. Yeah. In fact, I'm going to pause right now and say, family, if you have been enjoying this as much as I have, go ahead, like, comment. And of course, you've been commenting and stuff like that, which is great. But go ahead and subscribe. You know, um, I'm definitely looking to hopefully by the end of this year and get up to around 2000 in regards to subscribers. And uh, I think it'll be great because first of all, I believe in the content that the guests provide. And of course myself, I think it's valuable. If you find it valuable, then go ahead and subscribe. Show your support that way. Plus it's free, but then again, you don't have to do it. You're an adult, but I'll just, I'm just <laughs> the same. If you can, it definitely means a lot to me. I definitely appreciate you all uh, for coming on the show and watching with us. Uh, like I said, Scott said, yeah, by that today, like he mentioned before, just going through the comments here. I have, I have one more, and I think I might, if nobody else puts a comment in, we might be wrapping it up here because I want to be mindful of the time that we have. But um, uh, the, the and I'm going to pronounce it as the Y Network. Um, I'm an SDR at my company, but I do want to position myself to be able to go after an, a, an SE role at my company. So thanks for the book. That was a comment. Let me ask you this. I don't know if you have much experience seeing this at your particular company, mm -hmm. but have you seen anybody that has been in as a BDR or SDR be able to transition to becoming an SE? And if so, what would what were you able to witness? Yeah, so I actually do. And unfortunately, I wasn't there for the transition, but one of my um very close teammates. Um, so like we're in teams of seven for um, SEs. He was a BDR at my company at first. He actually bounced around to a couple of different roles within the company um, and then landed in this role and he's killing it. Um, and so don't, if you encounter anyone, I don't know who's behind the Y network. If you encounter anyone who tries to discourage you from making that transition, then find mm. you somebody else to talk to because mm. I've seen it done and he's thriving in that role. So you just have to get with the right people and at the right company because some companies like to silo you um, versus Ooh. being at a company where you can tell them what you're passionate about and they try to support you with the right mentors and the right opportunities for you to get there. So. You're absolutely right. Some companies would try to silo you. They almost kind of make it like, oh, you're not, you can't do that. They mm -hmm. tell you what you can and cannot do. But little do they know that they don't really know you per se. So that's a really good tip. If that if somebody's discouraging you from something that you really feel strongly to do, that you believe you can do, 
go ahead and find somebody else to talk to because they're not the one. Yeah, <laughs> they're not the one. Yep. <laughs> oh man, the, the more you do, the better you get. Uh, the more you do, the better you get. I just saw that here. And my brother Scott reminded me of something. This is a podcast <laughs> form as well. So if you are a podcast listener, I'm going to put the link in the description. Uh, so definitely check back to this. But yeah, if you're a podcast listener, go ahead and check out Techniche Tips, the podcast version. The episode today that's going to be that was released actually last night was with a tech channel sales, award-winning tech channel sales manager who basically talks to you about how you could start your own uh, tech company um, in regards to working with big companies like Zoom or even uh, Palo Alto and all these different companies where you're basically servicing businesses yourself and how you can make a big payday in it. Mark Cuban, a lot of people got started that way. So definitely check out that episode if you want to check out the podcast version. So thank you for that reminder, Scott. Definitely thank you for that. He's like, you know, I got your back. <laughs> I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Um, only you can define how far you will go. Let me ask you this, though. In regards to Learnful, because I didn't realize we didn't have much questions about Learnful. Mm -hmm. what, for somebody who's trying to be on the fence of considering going into being a sales engineer, and they want that one-on-one -on -one sort of coaching and mentorship, what can you tell them about how Learnful what could, you, what could you tell them about Learnful? Let's just say it like that. Yeah, definitely. And I'm going to tie that into, because I see that Lisa, who's a Learnful graduate, she had asked a question like back up about how do you stand out? And so I'm going to try to tie the two of those together. Um, so in terms of Learnful, like number one, um, we are, we actually just transitioned to, to seven weeks. So we're a seven week boot camp, um, one week where it's like boots to the ground, you're practicing all the things that you've learned before actual like graduation week or whatever. So kind of having that buffer um, week. But with that, you can attend that first class, get a taste before you decide to actually enroll. Um, and we set expectations. Like we are not um, here to just collect your investment, if you will. None of us are here for that. And, and I'm like one being honest, like the effort that goes into it after you have your nine to five job, what we make off of that, like you got to do it because you love it. So I always tell people like, we don't just say like, yeah, come on in, like there's a vetting process or whatever. Um, and we want to make sure before you actually enroll, you understand what we expect of you and what you can expect of us. Um, we hold ourselves um, in very high regard. And so we expect the same of the people that are a part of the program. Um, and I would say the biggest part is the support. Like we make sure not only do you have all of this, so I know Scott asked about like the technical stuff, right? So yeah, we're gonna make sure that you understand the soft skills, the hard skills, the technical aspects that go into the role. But then also how do you position yourself so that, okay, now I'm done, what next? So to Lisa's standpoint, after that first week, then you start meeting with your mentor. So in addition to having classes, you have a weekly mentor session. And then we always tell people like, if you need to talk to me more, like let's communicate, send me what you're working on, send me your questions. Like let's not let things lapse from week to week, like lean on the people who are here to support you. Um, and so if I think about like, okay, how do you stand out once you've actually wrapped all of that up is number one, I love how you put it, Joseph, being yourself, number one, you know, so mm. this is like not to, to slight anybody, but I know that I would get like a lot of, um, like DMs about people like, oh, I saw your post on LinkedIn that, and that's kind of the post that had my company, um, scout me out and, and they do like the same exact thing. Like they'll change the, the job, like their job title, obviously, but they're doing the same exact thing. Um, I sat on that post for a couple of days because I felt silly for posting it. But wow. again, I talked about, exactly. But I talk about that God alignment, you know? I kept yeah. going back and it's like, okay, like I gave you the, the creativity to create the post and now you're not gonna post the post. And then when I finally post the post, I didn't have to apply for another job, you know? So it's like, but that's because I did the thing that I was supposed to do. 
And so I would say, and how do you stand out? Exactly. Make sure you are in alignment with the things that you're supposed to do. My gifts are different than somebody else's gifts. So it's like whatever your gift is, that's how you stand out. You need to be able to convey that gift to the people that you're trying to stand out to. And when you do that, the right people are going to come to you. Again, I say I literally I had to I stopped applying to jobs because it got overwhelming trying to handle the people that were reaching out to me to try to set up interviews after that post. And that's because I was being me and I was in right alignment. Times were different as well. So I don't want to dismiss that. The job market was not as tough either. But I would start there with figuring out what are the things that I am just naturally good at? How do I naturally communicate? How do I naturally connect with people? And that's how you stand out. How are you naturally creative? I can't, like what you're doing, I cannot, I'll be on a podcast all day long. (laughs) Creating a podcast, like your intro, like I'm sitting there like, wow, like his intro is like, cool, he's got the countdown and the this and coming in with the videos. Not me. Couldn't do it, you know? I'm going to tell you, Joseph dropped a, a quick cold call on me before we hopped on here, rolled off his tongue like he was just, you know, like he does it every day, right? Which he does. <laughs> but again, not my wheelhouse. Like, so if you're a BDR, how do you stand out? You cold call the people and make it like butter, like Joseph did with me, like just off the top off off the top just did a quick cold call for me or whatever those are the ways that you stand out what are you naturally good at i love that i love that and 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 i'm, I'm and i think that as this is we're gonna end it right here because yeah. um uh oh not now that this happens down sometimes the questions start rolling in <laughs> so like wait a second now i got a question uh but let me go to the comment section before i go to what i want to say real quickly this is awesome thank you nigel Ma and the rest of the learn feel uh learnful for their amazing commitment. Oh, thank you guys. Thank you so much. The obedience is real. Listen to what she's saying, y'all. It's very important to be yourself. Absolutely. And then I like how you sum it up, Tiffany. Um, that's what um uh, that's what's been said here. And then uh, what a great answer. Be yourself. We are all naturally good at a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Thanks for the answers, Tiffany. And I totally You're agree welcome. with that. I want to even piggyback on that and do something that something somebody said to me or I picked up along the way mm-hmm. that I need to work on myself. So I'm saying this, y'all, not like I've arrived. I'm just saying this is something that I'm like, ooh, I need to work on this. But oftentimes we know what we're good at, but the world does not. So how do we capture that? We create a portfolio. If you could create a portfolio showing what it is that you're good at, whether it's in a video or uh, even some recommendations and and even get like some quotes from people that have worked with you in the past and create this nice portfolio that really displays who you are in a snapshot, that might be something that's a game changer. You can just have a link to that to your LinkedIn and just keep it right there. Um, like you mentioned earlier about me cold calling, I could just have, uh, I, I did it with Scott <laughs> one day live on, 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 on YouTube uh, where I cold called and um, that could be part of my portfolio or other things that I could do, talking about the different technique, uh, things I work with. So it goes alongside your resume and it really displays this, the stuff that make you unique and you could always design it and make it your own and show your uniqueness in it. So good, so, so, so good. Um, you know, and he's like, I was just, I just, I just, I just like, you can make people laugh. <laughs> that could be a great way to show in your, in, in your content and what you're showing to other people. So that is, that is truly, truly amazing. So thank you everybody again. I did put uh, Tiffany's link. I, if you have to refresh it, don't refresh it now, but after <laughs> this is done, you can refresh it. I did put a link to Tiffany's LinkedIn in the description as well as a link to the podcast, as well as a link to the uh, other boot camps, including including Learnful, uh, in the description. So afterwards, we'll go ahead and refresh this. You'll be able to see all that there. Also, remember, y'all, if y'all want that book, it is tagged in regards to the, the chat that we have on the right-hand side. So go ahead, grab that book, Demonstrating to Win. And I know definitely appreciate you. Thank you so much, Tiffany, again, for being yes. here. This Thank has, you for having me. This has been great. I kind of want to do a part two, but uh, I'll let the I'll let the audience. If you guys want to do part two, y'all, put it in the comment section below. Say part two, part two. 
And maybe I could do like a live. I'm going to talk to Nigel about this, but I have an idea. Um, I don't want to say it here because then I might, <laughs> might have, have to do it. And yes, let's, out, let's right. Exactly. <laughs> Let, we'll talk offline. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But y'all, thank you so much again for joining us here on this Saturday morning. Until next time, Tiffany and I, we hope to see you on the other side. Take care. Yes. Have a good weekend.